Mick Jagger's infamously tiny todger after X branded it smallest penis alive. Judy Finnegan, 75, enjoys the lunch date with her chivalrous husband Richard Maidley, 67, as he leaves a Hampstead restaurant carrying a handbag. Foul play! Laundry clad Christine McGuinness is stunned after a duck poos on her patio while she's feeding it bread. Hello and welcome to Barely Contained, the online celebrity journalism podcast which has been frozen out of its Midland bank account for its controversial political views by the Griffin itself. I'm Matt Withers and I'm joined as ever by Chris Beckett. Hi Matt, God, I'm furious about those bankers, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely I am. How, how dare they? How very dare they? How are we doing? I'm I'm all right. Yeah, all I want to do is just get those bankers in a room and punch out all their bowler hats one by one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll whip, whip them with their own umbrellas. <laughs> but yes, I'm fine. How uh, how's things with you? I am uh, pretty good. Thank you very much, Chris. But I'm very much looking forward to seeing what uh, the UK's websites have served up in terms of online celebrity journalism this month. Yeah, well, it is uh, famously the the so-called silly season for journalism. So you can imagine the sort of quality that we are having to deal with. Yes, indeed, it is a silly season. Or as I found out in the German media, it's referred to as the pickled gherkin season. But um, I've yet to find out why that is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so come to Burley Contained for half the facts. <laughs> nice. Well, I've got a, a story for you uh Chris, about a gentleman who just recently uh, celebrated his 80th birthday. And I think this is a wonderful present to him. Well, I, I hope I hope it's a national treasure. It most certainly is. Um, this comes from the Daily Star online and it's headlined. Mick Jagger's infamously tiny todger after X branded it smallest penis alive. <laughs> wow <laughs> we're starting off as we mean to continue yeah yeah we're starting low uh so it's got the uh the subhead as the rolling stone icon celebrates his 80th birthday the daily star looks into all of the times he's been slammed for having a small manhood by his old mates and ex-partners <laughs> what a what a tribute to this <laughs> icon <laughs> what a way to celebrate his 80th birthday oh so it goes Mick Jagger's manhood has been the topic of conversation more than once over his 80 years on the planet. <laughs> more than once? What's, what's the range between <laughs> one and 8,000? <laughs> I must confess, it's the first time I've ever had a conversation about it. I didn't realise that this was such a conversation point. Well, I mean, maybe we're not the right generation. I mean, normally we're too, <laughs> we're too old, but, but in this case, maybe, you know... If we were back in the 60s, we'd have, you know, we'd have been talking about it all the time. No, it is good to have a rare story that we are too young to fully understand. There's very few of those about. Uh, so it mm. goes on. As he celebrates eight decades on Earth, we take a look at all the times his penis has been publicly shamed. <laughs> publicly shamed. <laughs> I mean, be careful not to make any kind of criminal allegations here. <laughs> One time his ex-girlfriend and I'm a celeb star Janice Dickinson blasted the size of his manhood, saying he has, quotes, 
the smallest penis alive. Wow. In no way does Janice Dickinson sound like a woman scorned. <laughs> no. And also, she kind of anthropomorphizes it a little bit, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, as well as this, without being too nitpicky, uh, it's probably his ninth decade on Earth, isn't it? Oh, he would be entering. Yes. Yeah. No. Oh no. I'm going to have to get no. I'd have to get a pen and paper to work this out. I think you're correct. I think you're technically correct. Yeah. I mean, the main thing is he's got a small penis. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, essentially, this is this is the crux of this story. Really, we don't need to get tied down by maths. Uh, Janice dated the singer in the eighties and told the Daily Star. He's a nasty little Sir Mick with a little dick. It is very little. <laughs> She's, uh, you know, dissed by haiku. <laughs> it's very close, isn't it? Is it? He's a, no, it's not quite. But, um, you know, she worked on it. She could have something there. Yeah. She added of the singer who dumped her over the phone, I will scorn him for the rest of my life. <laughs> wow. I Come mean, that's, you know, that's not what you want, really. No, I tell you what, do not do not dump Janice Dickinson by, by phone. I mean, didn't Phil Collins infamously divorce somebody by fax? I don't know, you know, what we might learn about the size of his drumsticks. Yeah. One of the longest running partnerships in rock and roll also took a rude turn, as Keith Richards also vilified Mick for the same reasons. Vilified him. God, this is, you know, it's really cutting quite deep. It, it really is a very odd way to, uh, to mark his birthday, isn't it? Yeah. The Rolling Stones guitarist also mocked the size of the singer's genitals and the pair fell out in 2005 over it. Wow, you can just imagine the two of them in their early 60s. Right, finally. <laughs> I've got something to get off my chest about you. <laughs> gone too far <laughs> still they, they've had another 18 years of um of playing together they just must have agreed like to you know not to speak about this yeah like th- this time for the set list the in-between song banter let's not mention manhoods <laughs> yeah. it does actually say it goes on keith claimed he hadn't stepped into mixed dressing room for 20 years in his new autobiography titled life he wrote mm. Marianne Faithful had no fun with his tiny todger. I know he's got an enormous pair of balls, but it doesn't quite fill the gap. Oh, I mean, yeah, there's a fundamental problem going on there. <laughs> wow. Um, this is this is quite this is quite something. Um actress and mix ex-partner from 1966 to 1970, Marianne Faithful also confirmed the rumours are nearly true. Uh, nearly in, in speech marks. Nearly true. That's a, that's a weird one. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, you know, I don't want to speculate on which part of that might be, might, might be true or not. When asked if Keith's comments were true, Marianne said, not quite, but nearly. A bit of a politician's answer there by Faithful. Yeah, even even in those days, they were getting media training on this very specific issue. You know, if this comes up, then yeah, that's not the term I meant to use. But if somebody asked you about about this, you know, just straight back this one. Yeah, get get someone to say it in the House of Commons. (laughs) 
At the time, the band's tour was jeopardised as Mick was allegedly furious with Keith's comments from his book in a subsequent interview. A source said, Mick read Keith's book before publication and didn't have any great problem with it. It was the fact that it was all dredged up in the interview afterwards that really upset him. Many believe this is the real reason why talks in relation to the tour have broken down. Oh, glad it was something serious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Imagine if you spent £200 on your high Park ticket and uh, <laughs> they weren't available to play because he had a falling out about his todger. <laughs> How do they know anyway? How, you know, are they, do the Rolling Stones share a shower after gigs like footballers do? Maybe. I mean, you can imagine in their early days, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps, you know, they'd all have to go in, share the same bottle of, of Dove shower gel. Um, very awkward. All very awkward. I, I have to say, I, I don't know about you, but I'm quite surprised that the Daily Star haven't done a sort of top 10 Rolling Stones hits, you know, based around penis puns. Oh, yes. Oh, now... I'm not dumping. I'm going to do it off the top of my head, and I feel it would be quite inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Marianne may have seemed reasonably satisfied with Mick as a lover, but one thing she wasn't happy with was the lack of credit she received in helping to make the band a success. When asked if Mick was selfish by Classic Rock magazine, Marianne said, No comment, but it would be unrealistic to expect him to share. He isn't like that. Now, I would say, Chris, mm. that that is the perfect definition of selfish. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty pretty dictionary. Um, yeah, and that's the end of that. So really, it does, it does, um, it does say all the times he, he's been slammed for having a small manhunt. But it's only, it's, uh, well, it's, it's two and a bit, if that's not the, the wrong thing to say. Yeah, yeah, two, two, two and a bit. <laughs> yeah. um, it's an allegation by Keith Richards that he, you know, perhaps doesn't quite know how to have sex properly. <laughs> no. Oh, God. Oh, we're going to have to tick the explicit content box for uh, Apple on this one, aren't we? Uh, afraid so. Yeah, uh, just a few comments um, on the on the, the website. Um, I'm the man, says uh, he can have a few inches off mine. Um, Mike, very generous, very generous of I I'm the man. Um, Mike Essex four, so it's not the size that matters, is it, lads? What not to say? He says he's done really well with it in that case, but who really cares? It's only the shallow-minded and irrelevant persons that go on and on and on. They wouldn't be mentioning it if they were waking up alongside him and his millions every day. <laughs> they shouldn't go on and on. Says the person <laughs> left by far the longest comments. Yeah. And um, Sunnyland said, I read years back it was three and a half inches. So uh, <laughs> Sunnyland has, has, has uh, read something with the specifics. Maybe it's his Wikipedia entry. Yeah. I think people are confusing, you know, the importance of, you know, penile length in songwriting as well. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't know if there's ever been any academic research done into uh, into this. Um, you know, perhaps you are a barely contained uh, listener who has been struggling for something to write your music PhD on. Uh, one to consider, perhaps. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Now, Chris, um, that was a 
pretty off-putting stuff. So uh, do you have something a little more homely for us to enjoy? Hey, do I? Right. Now, going across to the Daily Mail online, we have a story of a lovely couple. Judy Finnegan, 75, enjoys a lunch date with her chivalrous husband, Richard Maidley, 67, as he leaves a Hampstead restaurant carrying a handbag. Oh, lovely stuff. I feel that this is absolutely what we need to uh, to wallow in after that previous filth. Yeah. Although, you know, without being slightly cruel, my first thought upon reading that headline is, I hope they settle the bill. <laughs> Come on, that was a long time ago. I think that conviction is spent. <laughs> Judy Finnegan and her husband Richard Maidley were spotted enjoying a lunch date at an Italian restaurant in London's Hampstead on Thursday afternoon. Oh, smashing. Yeah. The couple, who've been married for 37 years, were spotted walking arm in arm after leaving Villa Bianca in the leafy neighbourhood. Oh, leafy neighbourhood. Lovely little cliche there. Yeah. Richard, 67, appeared every inch the chivalrous husband as he carried Judy's Michael Kors handbag while making their way back to their VW Beetle. Well, make sure you give it back, Richard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And Mick, every inch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't get that little call back initially. <laughs> it was very sophisticated. Judy, 75, opted for daytime glamour in a black top and trousers, which she styled with a pair of platform trainers and a gold necklace. Yep. It's pretty glamorous. Yeah, the TV presenter wore her blonde hair loose and wore a full face of makeup for their meal out together. Meanwhile, Richard looked dapper in a white T-shirt, which he layered with a blazer and a pair of blue slim-fitting jeans and boots. Yep, he's dressed, I would say, like every man of his age. Actually, no, he's, yes. a, bit, he's a, li- is he a little bit more stylish, perhaps, than your average 67-year-old. I'd, I'd say so, yeah. Yeah. I always think it's very strange the way, you know, putting, you know, one pair, one piece of clothing on top of another. It, it, it's described as layering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He put the blazer over the uh, over the T-shirt rather than kind of having one over one shoulder and one over the other. Yeah. As well as carrying Judy's bag, Richard also toted a brown leather satchel under his arm and juggled his phone and keys. Now, this conjures up a picture of me of him standing in the middle of the street going, da, 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 Is this Hampstead or Covent Garden? <laughs> I mean, that is the sort of thing I'd expect Richard Maidley to do if he thought that camera was trained upon him. Yeah, he's, he's not publicity shy. No, he'd be like, let, let, let them see another one of my little talents. Following their intimate lunch, Richard and Judy were spotted getting into their cream car and heading off. <laughs> yeah what you do after your lunch it's not sort of like, almost like a children's story <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it is it is isn't it essentially the story is that a married couple had lunch and then went home yeah i mean you know not to put too fine a point on it but matt it comes after richard revealed his wife judy finnegan is sleeping in the spare room on good morning britain Ooh. I didn't even know that Good Morning Britain had a spare room. Oh, boom tish. <laughs> the TV presenter explained how Judy, 74, was forced to leave their bedroom because of a mouse. 
What a mouse. Wow. So this really is entering the uh, written by a child story. (laughs) (laughs) Where? There on the stair? (laughs) Um, Speaking to co-host Charlotte Hawkins about the pest problem, Richard said, I was saying earlier that Judy is now sleeping in the spare room because we've got this mouse in the bedroom now. (laughs) It sounds like he basically accepted it. Not there's not any real push to get it to leave. No, no. It comes out from the bed at about eleven p.m. every night on the dot, virtually to the second. Love a punctual mouse. Wow, I could just imagine Richard Madeley. Oh, yep, eleven oh one. Yeah. People say to him, Richard, why don't you do something to get rid of it? He's saying because I'm currently setting my watch by it. He says I've set traps and I've put boxes out, and a lot of people are saying peanut butter. But I've tried peanut butter and it stinks. A bit harsh. <laughs> it is a bit harsh. I think that I think that would have been the, the headline of the story for me. Richard Maisley launches attack on peanut butter. Is he a crunchy or a smooth man? I oh, he is, he's a smooth man, Maisley. Charlotte then revealed Sir Lindsay Hoyle, the Speaker of the House of Commons, brought his cat to Downing Street to scare off the mice. I wasn't expecting to see Hoyle get a mention in this story. Well, exactly. She explained, he's brought his cat, Atlee, down to do this. The speaker said Atlee has been going around to check there were not any mice around, and there were absolutely none. <laughs> so you need to have a word with Sir Lindsay Hoyle and say, can you borrow Atlee for the day? Richard quipped, apparently he's an ace mounts- mouser. Thank you very much indeed. Is he, though? Because there's no indication that Atlee has got rid of the mice. He's just gone around and checked if there were any around, and there were none. If he came around to Maidley's place, and he saw a mouse, and they'd say, well, can you get rid of it? He'd go, no, I've never got this far. I've only got as far as checking. I'm not quite sure what to do when I come across one. Yeah, I mean, he's a mouse with clearly a good PR agent. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, again... As usual, a very low bar for the uh, the verb to quip. <laughs> yes. So, Matt, play us, play us out with something, you know, uplifting. Well, I certainly have that for you. This is uh, also from the Daily Mail Online, and it's headlined, Foul Play. Laundry-clad Christine McGuinness is stunned after a duck poos on her patio while she's feeding it bread. Well, that's no, that's no way to respond to that act of kindness. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess a little bit of um, jollity to to end with uh, this month. Uh, it begins, Christine McGuinness was left in shock after a duck unexpectedly pooed on her sprawling patio while she was feeding it bread. Sprawling patio? <laughs> well, I don't know what that Is means. Is that really necessary? <laughs> no, no. Big, large patio? Yeah. I don't know, unless it's actually growing. Mm. Posting the hilarious throwback clip on Instagram, the model, 35, could be seen bending down and breaking off small pieces of food to feed the bird. Good grief. So this isn't even a new story. (laughs) It's like, remember, you know, when you get that notification from your phone, oh, remember three years ago, here's that amusing picture you (laughs) took of your cat. Yeah, yeah. Basically uh, this, only a, only a story in a na- on a national newspaper website. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, public information, I'm pretty certain that you're not supposed to feed ducks bread, are you? 
Oh, yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, so, um, you know, be less Christine. Um, uh, serious moment. I believe that ducks find bread quite difficult to digest, um, which is mm. probably why this um, hilarious accident has occurred. Well, yeah. All was going well, with the little duck waddling around the doting mother's garden while pecking at the bread until the blonde bombshell turned to address the camera. In the background, the unfortunate incident could be seen taking place. As Christine told her followers, I was literally just doing... Cut <gasps> off mid-sentence, the star turned back around to see the mess the creature has made all over a concrete patio before bursting into laughter. Oh, I wonder what she was literally just doing. Well, we'll never know. We'll never know, thanks yeah. to this errant mallard. <laughs> Finding the mishap hilarious, Christine then burst into laughter, exclaiming, Oh, my God. Yeah. Checks out. <laughs> yeah. The video's there to see, people. Yeah. Um, there's evidence out there. The beauty put on quite the display for her day with nature, opting for a tight-fitting black lingerie bodysuit. <laughs> day with nature. <laughs> Feeding a duck in a back garden. <laughs> uh, still... <laughs> I saw a blackbird. That's the nature day for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, a tight-fitting black lingerie bodysuit. That's what I guess one would wear to uh, to feed feed the ducks. Um, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> it gets a bit odd here, really. She she put on a busty show in the racy number, which featured a low-rise neck and lacy cutouts along the side. God, I mean, there's you know there could be ducklings present. <laughs> yeah, this is put it. them away. Yeah, she wore her bright blonde hair loose and typically glamorous cascading past her shoulders. Captioning the post on her stories, she revealed the clip was indeed a throwback, penning on this day, the 7th of the 9th, 2021. Well, we shall always remember. <laughs> yep, so the evidence is there, like the stamp on a CCTV camera. Uh, September 2021, were we allowed to feed ducks then, or did we have to keep two metres? I can't remember what the, the rules were back then. Yeah, it's difficult. I think maybe if you if the duck was known to your family. Yeah. Or I think if you were feeding it a scotch egg, I seem to recall that that was okay. Yeah. Um, it, you'd included it in your circle. <laughs> yeah, in your bubble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exa that's what I was yeah. looking for. Yeah, if, it was, if it, the duck was in your bubble, you could feed it a scotch egg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think those were the rules. It comes after Christine proved she and Paddy are the friendliest of exes as they both attended their children's sports day together last week. Yeah, I mean, really, they should introduce the fact that she's married or was married to Paddy McGuinness before they just mentioned Paddy. Yes. But that's yeah. another thing. I guess I guess they assume that the entire world is uh, is aware of, 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 of this. Um, very much the uh, Charles and Diana de Nosure, uh, I guess. Mm. The couple, who announced their separation a year ago, are parents to Penelope, nine, and twins Felicity and Leo, seven. Hmm. Christine shared a slew of pictures to her Instagram to showcase the special day. Don't hear the word slew enough these days, do you? You don't. <laughs> Donning a black puffer coat and beige cap to shelter her from the rain, the model took cover under an umbrella as she cheered on her brood. In another image, 
She grasped a hot drink and a toasty to keep warm. This is a very glamorous sports day. It is a very glamorous sports day. And to be honest, uh, it then goes on um, in great detail uh, around the sports day. Uh, and to be honest, Chris, I'm only interested in the duck. Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, we, we need to keep that, you know, front and center. Uh, just have a little look at the comments here. Um, what I think UK um, backs up what we were saying, Chris. Uh, what I think UK says, bread is so bad for ducks, she needs to educate herself. Uh, Tanya12 yeah. in Liverpool says, is she actually going to get dressed at any point this year? Yawn. Uh, and Auto Cruiser in London says, why? It is naturally what they do. Our local duck pond is cleaned each week because they do what we all do. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Well, Chris, I think uh, I think that's probably a good point in which to end uh, this uh, this month's podcast. Um, but I think uh, you, me, and all the listeners have had a lot of fun. Absolutely, Matt. Um, but hey, what if people wanted to get just a little bit more? Um, well, what I'd say first, um, Chris, is the best thing to do is subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice, be that Apple or Google or Spotify or Amazon or whatever floats you, but whatever you're currently listening to this on, um, subscribe, uh, give it a rating, maybe uh, a little review, um, and it'll pop up in your podcatcher on the first of uh, each month as a, a little kind of, uh, it's, it's like, it'd be like Santa's been, but once a month rather than once a year. Mm. Um, what about the social environment, uh, Chris? If people are on the social medias, uh, where would you point them? Well, I would say you could go to, uh, well, X as it's called now, um, formerly known as Twitter, um, and check us out at barely um, underscore pod. Yeah, um, and find out all manner of content there, or um, on Facebook, maybe barely contain the podcast. And Chris, can people find us on Threads? Uh, no, no, they cannot find us on Threads. So uh, we will be back on my words, September the first. Um, isn't isn't this year ticking by quickly? It really is. Yeah. So we'll see you then, by which point it will be uh, it will be autumn. Um, so, yes, we'll be back September the 1st. Just leave to say uh, thank you very much to Chris Beckett. Thank you, Matt, with us. And thank you, listener, for uh, downloading us and giving us a listen this month. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>